0: Welcome to the Tips for your 20s podcast. My name is Becca and today I'm talking about everything to do with careers. I am joined by the wonderful Shoshana, AKA the Fairy Job Mother, who has shared her insight into the industry, as well as providing some information on how you can get your first job and some of the things you might need to overcome before you get a promotion or succeed with your career goals. So without further ado I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you do please ensure to give a follow or subscribe and let me know what you would like us to talk about next. Welcome to the podcast Roshana. thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, I'm really excited and um, I do have to say I love your setup, it's very you know professional and it's really good. you, brilliant. thank you. I am really excited to have you here today to talk about everything careers related, job. Um, And I think this one personally has been really exciting for me because I've had my own experiences with changing career routes, not knowing what to do. And I think this will be really valuable information as well for anybody who's at a point in their life where they're struggling with their career on what to do next, or possibly want to leave their job and don't know how to make those next steps. So. Yeah, this is a really exciting one and i'm sure we're going to get loads of value from you out you have your own social platform um you have created the fairy job mother which is such an incredible name where did that come from do you know what i just randomly thought of it one day honestly it just came to you yeah it just came
1: to me i thought oh maybe that's a cool name and then i thought well, you know what like surely this is too common like Loads of people must be using this. But then when I went on socials, there wasn't actually really anyone using it, so
0: I just went with it. It really reminds me of Shrek, you <laughs> know, the fairy godmother in there. I do love Shrek though, so to it's <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. No, I love it. I think it. it's catchy. Tell me about the background of you, how you created your fairy godmother, um, and your own career history as well. Yeah, of course. So hopefully
1: this doesn't, um, this answer is not too long, but, I think in order to tell my career history and talk about very job I kind of just need to start from the beginning. And um, so kind of fast forwarding to when I was much, much younger than I unfortunately am today, when I was in secondary school. Uh, so at school, I really at school, I really struggled in the sense of I struggled to concentrate, I struggled to get anything done. I loved school for the social aspect. However, I did not want to learn. I'm the type of person, and I know it's bad, but I'm the type of person where it's like, if I'm not interested in this thing, I have zero interest in doing it. So I just didn't want to study all these subjects. So anyway, um, I basically finished secondary school um, with pretty much the bare minimum GCSEs. And then I went on to my A levels, which I actually then failed and ended up going getting into university through clearing. So I had three university offers I did not get into any of them. I was devastated, but wasn't surprised. And I basically had to call up my university and beg them to let me in. And the university I ended up going to um, was probably one of the best things that I ever did. But anyway, based on that, um, I kind of, when I failed my A-levels and when I didn't get into university, that was kind of like an awakening for me. And I was like, okay, this is it. You need to do something with your life. You need to make a change, otherwise you are, you know, you're gonna go nowhere basically. Um so I got into this uni new university through clearing and I said to myself, like, okay, like this is it, like you, you need to make an effort. Um so I, I basically kind of started university with the mindset that I was at a disadvantage in terms of like I didn't have the grades that everybody else had. So I needed to do something to overcompensate. And um what I did to overcompensate was essentially gaining as much experience in the industry as I could. So I went on to study marketing because I'd always been interested in getting creative and I did my year 10 work experience in marketing. Um, So essentially throughout, from basically starting university, I ended up doing internships every summer. Um, I did a placement year and then during my final year of university, I worked for a startup for a full year, which led to me graduating with about two and a half years of experience which is something that most people don't have, which set me up quite nicely in my career. And I then went on to um, land my graduate job out of, I had about five offers to choose from, which was really amazing from really good companies. And I joined the tech industry and I was actually at that company four or five years. So I started in a marketing manager position. Um, I then moved on to um, a media marketing manager. So I was managing marketing for Europe. Middle and Africa, and I then did various different marketing roles. And then my most recent role was essentially a head of marketing role. And I then have recently left the company. Anyway, where I'm going with that is essentially some way through that um, long, long story. I started Ferry Job Mother, so I started Ferry Job Mother about two years ago. So during Covid in my marketing roles, I was traveling about 70 to 80 percent of the time globally. Um, and then obviously COVID hit and that had all stopped. And I had this idea in my head from my struggles at university, and my struggles at school, as I found the career advice available really bad if I'm quite honest. Even when I was at university, I would, you know, you go to the career services and it was a career advisor who, you know, hadn't been in my position or if she had, they hadn't been in the industry for the past 20 to 30 years. And it was just this kind of generic one size fitted all approach. And I thought, you know, do you know what? I've worked my ass off through uni to get as many internships, you know, graduate job offers as if I could. And now I have, at the time, I had about three years corporate experience. So I was like, do you know what? I think I know a thing or two about finding a job and growing my career. So I want to start something to help other people essentially. So it was really built from those struggles and a gap I saw in the market of lack of career bias essentially. So, it's a very long-winded answer, but that is essentially how I started Ferry Job that And originally, I just started kind of posting videos online, on Instagram, um, quite consistently. Really just wanted it to be an advice platform. And then over the past two years, it's kind of turned into a business essentially, which is not something that I originally planned on doing. I thought, okay, maybe I might offer coaching, maybe I might offer one-on-one services, but it's turned into a lot more. It's bloomed. Um, yes, which is great. And... Now I've um, actually recently left my full-time job to pursue it full-time.
0: Well congratulations on that, on creating such an amazing platform that people can access and it's a free platform as well that Mm -hmm. isn't normally offered and like you said there wasn't much out there at the time that you could see that people could access. One of the things that I've really pinpointed there when you were talking is the fact that you got experience during your time at university And I feel like that's a huge problem for a lot of people when they come out of the university and they want to get a job and the job that they're applying for says, sorry, no, you Mm -hmm. haven't got enough experience. I personally went to university to study to become a teacher, so I had teaching experience at the same time. That was part of my degree. Mm -hmm. I feel like the degree should be doing more to give the experience to their students to enable them to find a job afterwards. What
1: do you think? I think definitely I mean I think there definitely has been some like evolution so I started marketing and my course was like a four year course so it included a year in industry so to be honest I think majority of courses do have that as an option it's whether people want to do it or not um, and that's obviously completely up to them but yeah I do think universities could definitely do more but then it's like you can only push people so far right some some people you know, they just go to uni, they want to have a good time, quite admittedly, they don't want to think about finding a job. They're pushing that to as far back of their mind as they can. But with that said, um, I also feel like a lot of students and graduates, they have a lot more experience than they think. Most people these days, when they're going to university, you know, they have to get a part time job, right? You know, your job in Sainsbury's or your job as like a bartender, those are valuable experiences. It's all about how you communicate those experiences, because Throughout that, you've developed so many transferable skills. Every job posting, they are looking for communication, teamwork. Those are all the things you've developed in those roles. So for me, it's really about kind of honing in your communication and storytelling skills so you can tell that experience in the right way and position it as, yes, this is relevant experience for this role. Even though I wasn't specifically working in my desired industry, this was still valuable and
0: this is why. Definitely. And I think it can also be helpful somebody who goes into a degree that could be quite vague, because there are quite a few degrees that you can do that don't specifically correlate with a job. Mm-hmm. So I went into teaching, so I knew I was going to be a teacher. If you go into, let's say, the film industry, there's so many different parts of that that you could go into that actually using your initiative to go and find some free or paid work alongside your degree can really help you to understand what path you might want to go down rather than wait until the end to decide that. Mm -hmm. Um and then that saves a lot of people the trouble of going, what do I actually want to do? Mm -hmm. But no, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing all about what you do and your platform that you have. It's it's incredible. Um I, I wanted to start by talking about something which means a lot to me and it's the expectations to do with careers and the traditions. I feel like I have stuck to the traditions of careers my whole life so saying that you have to work nine till five and that going to one job for the rest of your life and you work your way up along the ladder and I think a lot of people also have that tradition in their head and that sort of voice in their head going you that's the only way it can be what expectations do you think there are around careers that you want to overcome that's a really good question so I
1: think the first expectation you know I'd like to challenge or overcome is basically what you just said right so you pick one job and one career, and you work it for the rest of your life. And um, which, first of all, hopefully people listening know that that's just not the case anymore. It may have been the case for our parents and our grandparents, but it's just not the case anymore. And I think mindsets like that or traditions like that create a lot of anxiety for people. A lot of the young people that I speak to, because because when they finish university, or even I was, um, I did a talk for some high school students the other day, and like they're like. 16 to 17 year olds and they are already feeling so much pressure because it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to university? Do you want to start an apprenticeship and your school and university make out that like you have to make this one decision and once you've made that one decision, like you're stuck with it and that's it. And that is not the case, right? For young people listening, honestly, all you need to do is find something that seems interesting to you right now. Try it out. And if you love it, that's great. And if in six months time or a year's time, you don't like it, that is absolutely fine. You can change your career change your role as many times as you want because it's your life and like i said before in any role in any industry you're going to develop so many transferable skills that if you have the right storytelling skills you can make that experience relevant so i definitely think the first stereotype i would like to challenge is you have to pick one career path and stick to it because like you know becca that is not the case right and i feel, I feel like once you look at it with that mindset it takes away a lot of the pressure because you don't have to pick something a lot of young people feel like they have to pick something and they're like well what if i make the wrong decision so definitely that stereotype for sure i I just think i think definitely working has changed um working hours flexibility etc i do think another i don't know if it's a stereotype but definitely with the rise of platforms like TikTok, you are seeing a lot of um, different ways of working, whether that be, you know, remote working, whether that be traveling abroad, whether that be self-employed. And you know, that's great. Those things are all valuable, but... I think sometimes it's quite damaging because certain lifestyles are made out to look so glamorous and like with everything on social media, people only show their highlight reel, people only show what they want to show. So obviously they're going to make out their life is amazing so that you follow them or so you buy their course. But the reality is sometimes, you know, working remotely
0: or doing these things just simply aren't as glamorous as they seem. I completely agree. I've always thought that the idea of traveling the world, and uh, going and visiting lots of different countries sounds amazing but then i really thought about it and i was like as a person i like my home comforts and traveling around the world just isn't isn't the highlight like you said it isn't that glamorous at all is it Well, you, you've you traveled globally what was it like
1: yeah so with my full-time corporate job i was traveling globally yes it was great but it was also exhausting because i mean i was in a different time zone every week every month it was it's very not like tiring. being on holiday every day visit. It, it's not and i get it like if you're a business owner you have more flexibility but for me personally i couldn't think of anything worse because when i'm abroad to me that means i'm on holiday right i want to enjoy myself I don't want to have to worry about checking my work email so for me personally I don't feel like I have the discipline to do that some people <laughs> might but what I'm trying to say is that like you know not everything you see on social media is real and I also feel like certain mindsets towards work have slightly changed so I do feel like our parents maybe I'm wrong but our parents generation and generation before that they had a very much Work to live mindset. So Mm. I'm going to get a job because this is what I need to do to support myself. However, since you know, with since different social media platforms has come around, the almost this narrative of you are living to work has come. So it's almost this like hustle culture. You need to be working 24 seven, etc. And and it can be it can be quite toxic, right? Um, Even for me, like I've been caught up in it, and then I still. compare myself to other people because now I'm a full-time business owner I'm always thinking should I be doing more should I be working at weekends because this person is so I definitely feel like that's an interesting shift as well from the work to live to live to work and I don't necessarily know think that that's a good
0: thing right I, I totally agree with you on that one because since changing career routes, I have much more flexible hours and I feel like sometimes I can't post that I'm going to the gym in the middle of the day because people will think, oh, why is she not at work when people aren't seeing my whole day and that I start earlier and I work weekends and it's definitely educating people of the different routes that they can go down so that people know that flex- working flexible hours is a thing and if you're self-employed, you also make your own hours but also if you as a self-employed person, if you don't put the work in, then you're not necessarily going to see the, like, the benefits as well. So I agree that that shift of understanding there are different job roles and that, like you say, not everything you see on social media is exactly as it is. We can all judge that TikTok star or Insta- uh, YouTube, because I remember when YouTubers were a huge thing before and think, oh, they've got such an easy life but you can't see how many hours have gone into editing that video and how long that they've had to spend and then for them to not get what they wanted out of it and working with brands and things like that it's all a lot of management and admin as as well as putting yourself out there as well so yeah I couldn't I couldn't agree more you've just touched on a little bit about how you've worked with younger people and them thinking they have to choose one job for the rest of their life and I remember going through that in school and thinking what do I want to do I was very i was a b student across the board i didn't have a clue what i wanted to do because i didn't excel at one thing i had a lot of friends that maybe were really good at um, maths and so they went off and studied maths at university i literally didn't know and i think that's why i went into teaching because teaching is quite a broad range of subjects and i could do a bit of everything mm-hmm. how can we help people to overcome this thing of one size fits all and going down that one path, like, what what can we give to people? What com- How can we help with their confidence to go and do multiple things? Like you were saying about going in one one path yeah. and then ca- continuing that on, mm-hmm. what tools can we give them so that when they do decide to change or or look into a different route that they feel confident enough to do that? Oh, okay, perfect.
1: So I think first of all within schools, within university, definitely changing the narrative instead of and because the choices you make at school on your next steps choices at university yes they are important but like i said before you're kind of fed this narrative and it's like oh you need to make a choice once you make like this is the choice for your future right the next 20 years are going to be based on this choice first of all just switching that narrative yes those choices are important but they are not the be all and end all right they're important but say if you decide in two years time that you've made the wrong choice that's not right for you then that's fine so i think definitely like You know, changing that narrative, changing that mindset and letting people, letting students know that this isn't the view end all because it takes, it definitely takes off a lot of the pressure. Uh, I think another thing is education. So allowing students, university students, graduates to hear from people from different backgrounds, different perspectives, people that maybe have changed career paths like yourself. um, And just seeing that, you know, it's actually okay. But I think definitely the first step is switching that narrative and then also educating young people on topics like confidence and resilience and imposter syndrome and stuff like that. Because these are all things that we, we all struggle with, right? But you, so a lot of the time, you don't know that you're struggling with it. You just feel like it's a feeling and you don't know what it is. So definitely education on those feelings so that, also, that you can recognise them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also like the realism of a job. When, when you're in school they say what the jobs are but nobody talks about what it actually involves mm. they don't talk about that you'll be sitting at a desk nine to five with that sort of job you know what i mean and, yeah and that they're the different rules and what they actually nitty-gritty yeah. are on a day-to-day basis how will you cope in an office environment sitting all day what do you want to ask an employer before you start so that you know you're going to get the best mm-hmm. best of like the bunch when it comes to picking the the job. So I I definitely think that that is something that would help if people had the confidence and the understanding of the jobs that they're going to get themselves into to know to then pick the right path. Mm -hmm. No one enjoys their job. It's something that I have heard multiple times before and I definitely thought that that was true until I started on my new venture. What do you think?
1: I I don't think well, I don't agree with the statement. I think it's probably accurate that probably the majority of people don't enjoy their job, but okay. that's, well, that's their choice, right? Because in from my perspective, the majority of people, <laughs> and maybe this is just me being negative, but most people are just happy to settle right they are and you know that's fine for them like they're happy with just there's a lot of people that moan about their situation but they do nothing to change it i feel like there's many many people like that so the type of people that are not happy in their jobs probably those type of people right And um, but it doesn't mean that's the same way for everyone i personally think that life is honestly too damn short to wake up every day miserable you know get the sunday scaries every sunday where you're dreading going to your job right life is too short how many how many hours of our life? How many years do we spend at work? Chances are most of us, we're going to be working till we're like, what's the retirement age? 62? 68? I don't know. So do you really want to wake up every day and living for the weekend? To me, that's not that's not a, much of a life. Um So I do think, I don't agree with the statement, but I probably agree with the fact that majority of people don't enjoy their job because they moan and she's nothing to do about choose to do nothing about it, that's their choice. Um, but if somebody says it doesn't to you, have to be like mm-hmm. that, no, like you if you are not enjoying your job, you do not have to stay in that situation. You can change your situation at any time. You can, regardless of how bad your situation seems right now, regardless of how little experience you think you have, you do have something to offer and even if you don't have any relevant experience or you don't have the skills, you can always take the time to build them. Yeah. But never in my I would recommend I would recommend for people to, you know, never stay complacent, never stay in a situation that you are not happy with, because life is just too short, so um, I'm rambling,
0: but no, I don't agree with the statement,
1: but probably for most people that's true, but
0: that's sad, right? Mm, Completely, completely. Who who wants to wake up every day dreading the day? Or Mm -hmm. like you say, those Sunday scaries, I remember having them, they're horrible, Mm -hmm. when you get anxious and you feel like you can't escape from what you're doing Mm -hmm. but there are possibilities There are always options you just need to try and get yourself into a mindset educate yourself on those different options so that you can then make a change in your career I also
1: think like from a career perspective um, you need to think like you know what do I actually want from a job right because I know there are some people and this is fine there are some people that are in jobs that they don't love them but they don't hate them they're just you know, this is a job, this is good, this is pays me really good money, like, you know, they I'm settled, ha- they, yeah, I'm settled in this, um, and like, this pays me good money, and I'm happy with that, and do you know what, that's fine, right, um, if that's what you want, that's fine, um, but if you are somebody that, you know, wants to be challenged every day, wants to wake up excited, then, you you know, you want something else, so I think it's also important to think, do you know what, what do I want from my life, what do I want from my career, I'm quite, uh, I'm quite an ambitious person, right, so for me, I'm never going to want to settle. If I'm in not in a happy situation, then I'm going to leave. But if you're somebody that maybe isn't ambitious, doesn't really want to progress in their career, needs a job because they need one, and then maybe is planning on having kids in a few years time or moving abroad in a few years time, then maybe that you know settled job works for you. So I think that's also an important point to bring about: is that not everyone is ambitious, and that's okay. It you know it depends on what
0: you're actually looking for it's your priorities in life isn't it yeah. some people prioritize their career yeah. a lot higher than other things mm-hmm. and that is absolutely fine um i have some friends who are, who are more than happy staying in their, their job role and not progressing and not getting a pay rise they're very happy where they yes. are but there are also a lot of people who want more but are not doing anything yeah. about it to no, get to definitely. that that next step so if somebody and i think like one of the reasons as to why people don't take that next step is that they're afraid of change so whether that's they love the colleagues that they work with mm-hmm. i hear that a lot of people saying i don't want to move because i like who i work with well unfortunately that doesn't change the job itself no. that doesn't change your pay you know it might make your day easier but that doesn't actually benefit you necessarily um in terms of your personal lifestyle so if somebody's afraid to change their job whether that's Moving on to a new job or oh, getting a promotion or completely changing that, how can they make that next step? Well, um, I get, well, it depends if it's moving
1: jobs, getting a promotion, and, but I think for me, like, I always recommend starting, starting with mindset. So regardless of the situation, if you're somebody that knows they should leave, but isn't going to or really likes the people that they work with, just give yourself a little bit of a reality check um what is actually best for you right because if that no offense to anyone but if that company needed to get rid of you they would do that in a split second they have absolutely no loyalty to you ultimately regardless of how loyal you think they may be so that's definitely one thing to remember you are replaceable yeah you are replaceable because i have so many people come to me and they're like oh but like you know oh i've just got this I've just been offered this job and I'm supposed to be starting on Monday, but I've had an interview for my dream job, like, should I take it? I feel bad. Uh, Yes, you should, because, you know, that company would have no issue replacing you if they needed to, kind of thing. Um, So, check yourself. Um, These companies aren't loyal to you, so why, you know, why are you being loyal to them to a certain extent? You've got to put yourself first,
0: and mindset is definitely that first thing. You wouldn't be wanting to leave. If the company was doing enough to get you to stay at the end exactly. of the day if they had come back with an offer saying we will give you this pay rise this is like the benefits that you're going to get you probably stay if you actually enjoyed that job and working for that company yeah. but if you're even considering working for a different com- company you are considering the l- your sort of values are higher towards mm-hmm. the company and where your lifestyle wants to lead to you so mm-hmm. you wouldn't be even considering it if it wasn't something that was coming up
1: exactly and it's also pretty much proven that companies are not companies aren't as old to you as you are to them for example say if you're a long time long-term employee somewhere chances are they're gonna hire someone who's brand new who's probably going to be on like double your salary like the quickest way to increase your salary is actually to move from company to companies not to stay there yeah so that's also another thing like they aren't as old as you think they are pay rise compensation wise um what was the question I feel like I rambled in a different topic? <laughs> so
0: we're talking about being afraid to change yeah. and taking that next step. So let's say, let, let's put a bit more yes. specific. So somebody wants to continue doing the same career path but within a different company. Mm-hmm. What step do they need to take to be able to, and you said mindset, what, what do you think we need to do next? Oh, okay, so definitely get your mindset in check
1: um, and then the next thing would be like, you know, okay, you're in this specific role, you want to stay in this role but maybe you want some new companies. Um, okay, What com- think about what type of companies you would like to work for. Um, I always recommend a good place to start is I say to people, you know, what are your favorite brands or what do you like to do? And then um, based on those answers, I then tell them to actually research companies based on those things. So say, for example, if somebody really likes music, then like let's do some research on companies that they could work for in an accounting role that are related to music so obviously there's going to be the obvious ones like you know Spotify, Apple Music but then there's going to be some kind of smaller more
0: medium-sized companies that you've probably never even heard of. And you'll be so surprised as to what comes up and you think is that a job? Is that an actual job title that you can do which is incredible really especially if you find something that massively suits you. Exactly because a lot of the time people think you
1: know oh I'm in accounting or I'm I'm in finance I can only work for a finance company that's not true like every company has a variety of departments so definitely um, start kind of thinking about okay you know these are the type of companies I'd like to work for do a bit of research maybe shortlist you know five six seven eight companies you'd really like to work for and then those are going to be your target companies right and then start focusing on okay how can I how can I put myself out there to those companies obviously the first natural thing for you to do would be to go on their website right and see if they have any job openings and then apply that would be great And however, sometimes these companies may not have openings or it may be a good, you know, six, seven months until they have one and you get that role. So you can start nurturing that relationship from the get go. Um, Can you, you know, head over to LinkedIn and start maybe connecting with some people at that company or follow the company page and start commenting so that you're up to date on that company's culture, what they're doing, showing an interest so that if you do, if a job opening then does come up. They're going to recognise your name because you're already connected with them or you already sent a recruiter a note and also just because you sent a recruiter or the hiring manager a note three months ago, situations change, right? Keep checking in on them, keep them top of mind so that they remember you. It really does
0: make a massive difference that because I've been in the position where I've actually been recruiting Mm -hmm. myself and hiring for roles, which is completely different to what I've been in the past. And having somebody come into the room who knows about the business is so crucial. The amount of times I've asked so what do you know about us? And they haven't been able to answer the question. Mm -hmm. And it's shocking that you haven't even done half an hour of research to go and have a look and see, especially with a company that's high on social media, there's no reason as to why you cannot have a look. And it is, isn't it? But even like I say, basic, basic research will help you to number one, decide whether the job is right for you and you like that culture, but it will give you a really good indication as to what the expectation is from you as that company. So is it a company where they travel a lot? Okay, I need to expect that that might be something that comes up in an interview where they say, are you happy to travel? Um, Or is it gonna be more office space or is it gonna be working from home? do the research because not only is it going to help you to look better during the interview but it's going to help you to understand whether that's a company that you want to work for or not you don't want to waste your time and six months in though oh god this isn't really what i expected yeah do a bit of research before and it will really help. Do you get people that come to you and say, oh, I don't actually really know what that job is? Um, yes, a lot of
1: the time people are enticed by either the company name or the job title. Mm. And I always say, make sure you read the job description, make sure you read the responsibilities so that you actually know what the job involves before
0: applying, because it's like, you don't want there to be any surprises. No, exactly. And actually if your industry's small, you don't know whether the companies are talking. You don't yeah, know who talks true. to who. A lot of business owners speak to other business owners. And if they have had somebody apply for the role and gone, they really don't got a clue what they're talking about. You, d- you don't want your name coming up as somebody who is unreliable and who doesn't do their research before coming to an interview. So um, yeah, absolutely. I think not being afraid to start something new, absolutely. But have the confidence, change your mindset, do some research and, and be ready to find something that you enjoy reading everything, reading into everything. During COVID, <laughs> this is a big one. A lot of people started working from home and have continued to do so now. Um, I know a lot of family members that now work from home, which is amazing in so many different ways, especially with children around and pets. A lot of people got pets during COVID times, but on the other end, there are also people who have been struggling from working Mm -hmm. from home. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Like, what are the benefits to working from home? What are the challenges?
1: Yeah, so I'm definitely one of those people that struggled with working from home for sure. Um, I think working from home works for some people really well and that's okay, but there are also this kind of other set of people that it doesn't work well for, which are ignored a lot of the time because there's since COVID there's there's this huge narrative that's being pushed of working from home is the future, blah blah blah, and it works really well for some people that it doesn't. So I think obviously positives of working from home are You don't get to leave your house, right? You can work in the comfort of your own home. In your pajamas. Yes. (laughs) Um, Potentially more, you know, more flexibility so that you can your day better am I missing anything for me those are probably the two main benefits right I
0: I really okay so we'll go on to this I like a mix but thinking about the positives yeah. of working from home it can be quite comfortable for somebody who's quite um, sort of intrinsically motivated yes. who is really hard with distractions you yeah. can focus in a lot better sometimes at home okay, because so you focus. can stop the distractions around you mm-hmm. yeah better focus and um, so those
1: are definitely some strong for me the negatives are working from of working from home it can be loneliness isolation right i was so during covid i before covid i moved out i was living away and then i actually moved back to london because i was working outside of london which was supposed to only be temporary but it ended up being for like a year and a half two years so i was back at my parents house in my childhood bedroom there for like the whole day day in day out incredibly lonely incredibly isolating i i'm a people person i love being around people right and i have no contact obviously i have meetings but it's not the same so definitely loneliness and isolation which is something that people don't think about right work from home is great if maybe you know you're a mother with three kids and you can take your kids to school right but if you are a young person who is stuck in their childhood bedroom day in day out like that's depressing right it could be so detrimental to mental health yeah my mental health was like honestly awful
0: we are social creatures
1: yes exactly and even after covid because i've been on my own for so long like even when lockdown was over and it was time to go out I generally had anxiety about going out like that's how bad it was now it's fine but um, so definitely loneliness and isolation I also think a negative um, of it is that career wise one of the things that's really important for progression in your career is like visibility making yourself known speaking to people if you're not in the office that's a lot less likely to happen it's a lot harder to happen so I would say that's also a negative less visibility less chance to make your work, yourself visible to senior leadership, the people that are gonna advocate for you and, and essentially promote you. Yes, you can get that done from working from home, but it's very easy to fall into this working from home bubble of, you know, some people don't even have their cameras on, right? Yeah. So I would say definitely loneliness, definitely less visibility.
0: I'm gonna say one of my biggest what? issues. Yeah, go
1: on. I go to the cupboard for snacks. Oh, oh my God, God don't I, mean, I yeah, that's me. So I, I, didn't, I actually forgot to tell you, but I'm, on a a no sugar not diet but i've literally i'm only on day this is day four well done but ever since i'm not even joking ever since COVID, i've been a freaking sugar monster like Mm -hmm. i've been eating non-stop and now it's just got to the point where it's like i've put on weight like i've got acne from it my sleep has been impacted so i'm just like i need to stop this
0: but ever since COVID I've just been in this cycle of like really, really bad eating which I've not been able to shake off. And I genuinely think when you're at home as well more, when you've got the option to go to your drawers, to the cupboards to open up and see what's in there, you will. Mm-hmm. You'll go and make more coffees than you ever would in the mm-hmm. office as well. And and yeah, I think that's probably a contributing factor that I know I joke about, but actually for a lot of people that might be an issue that they have. Yeah. They're not they're not number one getting any exercise on their maybe morning commute to work. Mm-hmm. They're not eating the right things when they're at um, at home. But then on the flip side, I know people in the office also say when there's biscuits around and things like that, you, you can't always yeah. win, can you?
1: But. Exactly, no, definitely that. And then I also think another thing, and hopefully you nobody know, listening takes this in the wrong way, but you know this is a podcast for people in their 20s, right? So I'm guessing probably most people, when you're in your 20s, you're at either the beginning or the middle of your career. If you were somebody that is at kind of the beginning of your career, you need to be around people right you need to be learning things you need to be shown how to do things you need to be shadowing people shadowing how they do things and you just cannot do that as effectively from working from home and honestly i've spoken to some new hires new graduates they they really struggle they, they thought you know they wanted to work from home job they thought it was the ideal situation and they are really struggling because yeah. they have maybe one meeting with their manager a week, and that's it. They don't, they don't know anyone. Yeah. No one makes an effort with them because they don't have to. Whereas when you're in the office, it's a lot different. People are right there. Yeah. So like you, I personally prefer, I think hybrid is the way forward. Um, so you know whether that be working from home three days a week, going into office two days a week, that's a nice mixture because you can make the most of those work from home benefits, yeah. comfort of your own home but then you're also able to get some human interaction, learn from people and be visible. Um, So my advice, honestly, to any young person listening would be to push for that hybrid approach because it is really important
0: to have in-person interaction early on in your career, for sure. And if you are somebody that isn't able to get that hybrid approach, I would recommend creating a real routine for yourself so that during the day you have times where you take a walk outside and you get some exercise and get some fresh air or you plug in some networking meetings in the evening so that you are having that social interaction, that you're not scrolling through TikTok Mm -hmm. at two o'clock in the afternoon when you should be working. Set those boundaries and be really disciplined so Mm -hmm. that when you are working, you are focused and you're not then getting easily distracted Mm -hmm. and thinking you're lonely. Do some things to try and make it easier for yourself if you can't get out of that working from home situation yeah and it's the same for the office as well make sure that if you're somebody that wants to be working from home but is in the office setting those routines so that when you get home from work you have some downtime and you chill out and that you um, are doing something by yourself or going to the gym mm-hmm. that you're trying to sort of counteract that if you can't get that hybrid approach I think is really important as well yeah absolutely like obviously career-wise it's possible to like
1: progress in your career if you are somebody that is 100% remote work from home but like you said You have to be very 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 extremely proactive about it and making it happen and a lot of people when you're starting
0: a job you probably don't really know how to go about that. No exactly. Um, My next question was all about different career routes and I feel like we've touched on that with with socials um, and being online. With new career routes becomes new expectations and new understandings, I really wanted to sort of find out where people can be looking for jobs where's best place to go to if you are looking to maybe get a new career in the social media industry in marketing industry where these industries are now booming where would you start because there aren't really many i know you've got degrees of marketing which might help you but they're not always up to date on what the latest jobs are and things like that that's a really good
1: question i mean there's like so many there's so many job sites obviously there's like Indeed, total jobs me personally i don't I don't rate them. Um, everybody uses them. They're so easy to apply for, right? Quite just, traditional, aren't they? Yeah, you just upload your CV. A lot of the time you don't even really have an opportunity to tailor your CV to that role because you, you just upload a CV, right, and you click apply and that's it. So I personally don't really rate them. LinkedIn, I'd say, is quite good for jobs. Um, the, fil- the LinkedIn filter section is really, really good. So obviously there's like a job section you can type in any job title, you can then filter. Um, But then also LinkedIn has like so many other capabilities, so sometimes you can find jobs on LinkedIn that haven't even been posted yet simply Mm -hmm. just by going to the search bar, typing I'm hiring and then the job title. And what that does is it comes up with basically every single hiring manager or recruiter that has posted I'm hiring and a lot of the time this job isn't even on the company website yet. They're actually looking out to their network and they're saying I'm hiring for this role, if you're interested this is kind of your first dibs. And if you see those type of um, posts you can you know definitely take advantage of those emails mm-hmm, yeah LinkedIn is really good there's LinkedIn is like a whole different conversation wow. cuz there's so much about
0: it I like LinkedIn yeah but when you have to try and be really sneaky on there, there's no chance, is blah, there blah, when it says blah blah blah, just viewed your profile and um, I'm
1: thinking, Why have they viewed my
0: profile? Uh, so do you know what? Doing...
1: I'm so bad. I just like you've gotta own it now. Like I genuinely stalk absolutely everyone on LinkedIn, shamelessly, and I don't Literally. even care. Like I don't I even I love care.
0: it. Honestly, I like seeing where people have been and when somebody's got a new job and being able to congratulate them that's a really nice thing because we don't always do that as much I don't think Mm -hmm. I feel like we should be congratulating people or if you've left a job why are we not congratulating somebody you know they've been brave they've had the confidence to go and do something new Mm -hmm. I feel like there's there's a lot of shame about it which is something I wanted to talk about actually and it's that shame because when I left my teaching career um I definitely felt ashamed that I'd done a degree for three years I'd learned a new skill and was totally wasting it now I know you've said that a lot of the things that we go through in our lives mm-hmm. we can use the different skills but how can we overcome that shame because it took me a while to get to a point where I was able to talk about it with people and mm-hmm. own it and accept it how do you think that we should get to that point
1: yeah that's a really good question so I probably the shame that you were talking about probably stems from that societal expectation that we are taught from pretty much when we're born right you go to school you go to university you pick a career you get a job you stay in that forever that shame is just all part of you in your mind not fulfilling that kind of expectation on you but as we've already discussed today that expectation that society that that's completely outdated in 2023 so i think definitely acknowledging that you actually do have nothing to be ashamed of maybe that you know, that expectation was very relevant 20, 30 years ago, but it's just not relevant today. So you're actually a very forward-facing person, you're futuristic. I can't think of a better way to describe it, but you know what I mean, you're like paving the way essentially. um So definitely there's nothing to, to feel ashamed about. um In terms of like dealing with the shame, that's a really good question and I'm not sure I have a good answer, but just reminding yourself that like you generally have nothing to be ashamed of you are a brave person right most people like we said before they'll settle or they'll moan and they'll do absolutely nothing about it if you've actually taken the initiative to, go, to, against the to go against the norm and do something and like that should be celebrated and you know what if the people around you you know, are not supportive then like honestly like you, don't you should need have them. them in your life yeah they do not need to be they do not need to be in your life because you know what they should be. If it's what makes you happy, they should be supportive of that. Yeah. And if they're not supportive of that, then they
0: do not deserve a place in your life honestly. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And I'm going to say this because I used to say it. Stop saying it's okay because I can always go back into it. Oh my gosh, I did it so often, and I realised I was doing it. I would every time I speak to somebody about, like, oh yeah, I've, I'm leaving teaching, but it's okay because I always have the teaching degree and I can always go back into teaching. What helps that? I'm moving forwards. I'm not wanting to stay on the same level or move backwards. I'm not going to go full circle. Yes, I should be saying I've got amazing skills that I've learned from teaching Mm -hmm. that can be applied to so many different things in my life. But no, I needed to stop saying I can always go back into it. Mm -hmm. because that's not where I was at I was trying something new I was wanting to go into something new and that's holding you back in a way and that's not where you want to be like you would never want to go back no it's sort of a bit of a safety blanket don't care what people think at the end of the day you're doing it for you and a lot of the time people aren't happy for you because they're jealous that they haven't made that change themselves or they're unhappy in their career and they want to change but they can't make that jump next Mm -hmm. um there's there's a lot of comparisons within careers and or oh, why are they doing better than me and things like that. Everybody's on their own path, their own route, you've just got to stick to that. Yeah. I think that leads me to my penultimate question, which is if you were to give one piece of advice to somebody who wants to make a change in their career today, what would it be? Sort of quite generic.
1: Yeah, that's that's a very good question. I think my answer would maybe be a bit cliche but obviously I work and I speak to a lot of people through my coaching, through the workshops I do and the kind of most common um, things I hear are are basically like lies, excuses or just lies we keep telling ourselves like I don't have the right experience, I don't have the right connections like i can't do this like yes you can like re- regardless of what situation you're in right now and you feel like you cannot make a change and you you know you don't have the right experience or you don't have anything to give i promise you you absolutely can you are like your mind is like so much more powerful and can achieve so much more than you think it can and i promise you all you need to do is just take that first step take that leap change your mindset Because if you are constantly thinking negatively, then obviously you aren't gonna be able to do anything right. The second you change that mindset and start telling yourself over and over, you know, I can actually do this, then you will do it right. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be easy, I'm not gonna say that it's not gonna take hard work, but if it's something, if it's a change that you really want to make, it's gonna be 100% worth it and nothing good in life comes easy. Regardless of what social media shows you, there are no quick fixes to success. There are just none, so, you know, my piece of advice would be you know you can you can you can do whatever you want whatever you want to achieve
0: so just make that change and the first step is like believing in yourself as cringe as it sounds no, but no, it's true people need to hear it and i think they need to hear it over and over again yeah. until they can make that change and i like what you're saying about the quick successes and a lot of people say well they blew up overnight on social media that doesn't mean it's easy because then they have to deal with the fact that they've and blown up that's
1: just like me that's so um that's unusual like that's that maybe happens to like
0: one in like a 100,000
1: or like a million And they people. can't always cope
0: with that success that they've had overnight. And then they, they don't have the platform, they don't have the resources to be able to then then feed off that. But I agree with you, it's one step in front of the other outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Just you have to keep going outside that comfort zone because, it, it, like you say, it isn't easy. Mm-hmm. Just like take small
1: steps, set yourself some small goals. Maybe the thought of leaving your job that you hate seems really overwhelming right now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't feel ready to leave. That's fine but what is one so what are some small goals you can set yourself that are going to help you move in the right direction maybe the first one is updating your cv or Love speaking it. to a recruiter or even just going and doing some research and thinking about hmm, what companies would i actually like to work for based on my interests and those are just small steps and if you take one small step a month or one small step every two months over time that's going to, what's the word, that's going to, I can't, build up, yeah, (laughs) that's going to quantify and build up and that's going to, you know, make that bigger step
0: more achievable. I couldn't agree more, that's amazing advice, thank you, and I'm sure that people will be able to take that and and like you said, those small little things of even putting time into your diary in the evening to sit and research, if you do that, you know, once per week over the coming weeks, you can then maybe start thinking about it in different ways as Mm -hmm. well. And also on that
1: point, I couldn't I couldn't think of the word, I still can't think of it. But on that point I don't know if you read it Atomic Habits. I've that's heard a really, so many that's people a really talk good about that book. It basically talks about um how you like consistently do small things over a period of time, which you don't notice at the time, but they lead up to these massive things. Yeah. Um Love it. Stephen Bartlett also talks yeah. about the one percent and being yeah, able to do that. That's focus from the one percent. Yeah, that's, it? I think it, yeah, that's pr- yeah, so I would definitely recommend those listening read atomic habits and hopefully that will help motivate you and give you some inspiration
0: thank you thank you for that recommendation i'll make sure to link it as well in case anybody wants to um, have a read of it i hope that anybody that's leaving it listening even if it's just one person has got something from this that they'll be able to take away to do with their career their job at the moment but i understand we can only squeeze a small amount of value into this where can people find you and what can you offer next if they want to talk to you more about their career and job?
1: Yes, um, thank you. So, I am on social, so I am on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. Instagram is probably my main platform, and I am like at the fairy job mother. Um, so, you can definitely follow me, and from there, I have lots of further free resources, content, and I also. Um, I offer loads of things, I'm not going to go into them, but I would recommend to follow me on socials, and if
0: you feel like you need some help on one, then let
1: me know. I'm Your content is help.
0: amazing, the videos that you do are so relatable, easy to understand, and I really like how you're young, working in this industry, because it, like we said before, you go to a career advisor, they tend to be a lot older, you're up to date with what's happening, um, and people I know will be able to get the support that they need, even if it is just following you on Instagram to be able to sort of in the back of their mind, build up a bit of an idea as to what they want to do. Thank you so much Perfect. for me. Thank you for coming. Um, and yes, I hope that everybody listening has taken something from this and enjoys today's this podcast. podcast.